0: This weekend, our collective heads wanna put an old rumor to bed. Stereotype that you've all heard, how we're all just angry. Video game nets, most of us have actual jobs. Kids and families, and cats and dogs, yeah. This weekend, our collective heads. This weekend, our collective heads. Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin. I'm Patrick. And uh, we're here with the news, as we are every Sunday morning, or Monday morning, or depending on Thursday afternoon, depending on how you digest this. Yeah. But we are we are live on Twitch, uh, twitch.com slash gaming. We are twiach everywhere else, and we do this little show. We do.
1: Because we like it. Yes, because we like video games, and if you like video games, we want to talk about video games with you. And that's why we do this on Twitch, so you can hang out with us on Twitch, or you can tweet to us later on, uh, at Twiach, on Facebook and Twitters and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, so check us out there, so that way you can talk to us and join in the conversation. Tell us what we're doing good, what we're
0: doing not so good, and uh, and what you like about gaming. Exactly. Yeah. Like grammar. Like using good instead of well. No. That's not I good. do it bigly. Damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're starting off this week, as we do pretty much every week, with the... the Backwards compatible games for the Xbox One from the 360. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting off we... with
1: Stuntman Ignition. Yes. Yeah, Stuntman Ignition is is actually a really fun game that um, I think a lot many people probably know about. Where you play a, a stuntman and they give you different obstacles and different things to to accomplish. Um, it's okay. it's fun.
0: So is it
1: like Joe Danger type thing? Yeah. Is it side scrolling or is it? No, it's it's I don't, I don't know uh, if it's side scrolling. I haven't played it. I've just seen trailers. And I assume that it's not side-scrolling because it's like 3D and and okay. all that kind of stuff. I actually know about this game, kind okay. of, kind okay. of. I've seen trailers I, 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 for it. I kind of figured. I've yeah. seen trailers for it. Uh, this was basically you know different things you have to accomplish within stunts and driving or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not played it. I've seen trailers. Um, it looks fun, um, but it's not. It's not like the as over the top as like a Joe Danger and all that. Okay. But games that we don't know about. Right. And if you didn't know, if we don't know about a game, we decided to make it up right on the spot. Right. Uh, starting off with uh, Mad Trax. Did you, mm-hmm. have
0: you played Mad Trax? Uh, yeah, Mad Trax is, is a game that's, it's about a, a world, it's, it's kind of like a Tron type situation where, where the world itself is hostile. Okay. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to get from one city to another city. And due to the, the nature of the programming in this world, it does have to give you a, like it's procedurally generated, okay. where it has to give you a path to get from one city to another, but it doesn't have to make it easy. It has to put up obstacles and things like that. Yeah. And so it's it's mad tracks, as in crazy, not as uh, in angry. Okay. But it's so you you go out there, you get in your vehicle, and you're bringing supplies from one city to another, and you you try to make money and kind of build this empire. Okay. And so, um, the the basic gameplay kind of comes down to I don't know if you ever played one of those games where it's like you know you you buy the things in this city you you buy low here sell high in this other place and and the prices fluctuate in different places and so you try to figure out um what it is that you're gonna what it is that you're gonna take are you gonna sell everything are you gonna hold on to some stuff in hopes of a higher price elsewhere sure and then you kind of balance that with okay now, before I go to the next city, am I going to upgrade storage or am I go, going to upgrade my guns? And so you kind of have these two alternating trees and okay. you have to figure out what's more important to you. Because if you're good enough, mm-hmm. the game has to make it where you can beat this yeah. with your current skills. But you can get things like um, like auto jump, where you know you, you come up on one obstacle and one obstacle between here, city A and city B, then it'll just be like, oh, well, you auto jumped. Okay. And so you can you can mess up once and still make it. Yeah. So you have to kind of balance those things, and yeah. So that's that's the pretend game that I that would like to play. Sounds like a good pretend game. Pro, almost <laughs> definitely not this game. Probably not. But uh, other things that are not this game is is Juju, which yeah. I believe you're. So Juju is actually a
1: it's an it's an action uh, platformer like 3D platformer, kind of like okay. Spyro. Right. Uh, you play a goblin mm-hmm. uh, named Juju. Mm. who uh, is essentially working on his, on his, his voodoo, on his, his spell stuff. But <laughs> he's, he's like the runt that everyone like makes fun of. Mm-hmm. but uh, while they, they ostracize him and while he's being ostracized from, from this birthday party of another goblin, okay. uh, they kidnap all the children, all those, the children at that birthday party. Oh. And they, they're sent off. So every level, you're actually uh, saving another one of the, the children there. And thus showing how great you are, right. and that you know you're not—you might be a runt, but you can you can handle this. Okay. Um, I don't know why the, the adults didn't like join in because like all the children are kidnapped and taken away, and well, you walk around. It's kind of like Zelda, where you like go
0: around and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm like why right. didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this?" So well, um, in in certain goblin cultures, mm-hmm. as we all know, um, the the children are actually sometimes eaten by the parents, so it's kind of two separate societies. Oh, okay. So like mm, so I wonder if they're really upset about them being kidnapped. They might not even know. They might not. <laughs> okay, and then and then I guess the only question that I have left to ask okay. is is why is his name all in caps?
1: Uh that's okay. So this like I said this came out during the original Xbox era, right. okay? Um it's not as politically correct cuz he's he's kind of special. Uh, and so it's like if you tried to do that now, it wouldn't work. Like it's okay. like 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 the Richard Pryor movie Toy, right? <laughs> would not work <laughs> no. nowadays. It would not work nowadays. So it's kind of like that. Or as Bowling for <laughs> Super said, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. You could not make Blazing Saddles today. Yeah. So that's that's why his names are all in caps. And those are fake games. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. But uh, I do love that uh, even if we we do or do not know the uh, about the games that are coming out, I love that Xbox has continued to give out backwards compatible games. Yep. We um, love them for it. Including the games with gold. Yes. Anything with games with gold is backwards compatible. So uh, we have new games with gold for February. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen this already, uh, for Xbox One, we have uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Which, looks which sounds and, fun. It sounds fun. And, and, yeah. and it looks beautiful and it looks amazing and I, I can't wait to play this. Uh, that one actually has uh, couch co-op too, doesn't it? Ooh, I didn't know that. If I, it, think it, if I, does, I think it does. I think it does. You keep going, I'll, okay. I'll fact check that. So if it, if, it doesn't have, if it does have that, I'll be very excited. If it doesn't, oh well, I'll, I'll still play it. We also have Project Cars, um, which... More racing games, and I apologize. Uh, I am so jaded by racing games at this point. I apologize to all the racing aficionados uh, out there. Uh, There are racing games that I do like, I promise you, but um, I I don't know much about Project Cars. It looks like it's trying to be more
0: kind of like Forza, um, which could be good, could be bad. See, I'm going to have to keep fact-checking myself because I feel like Project Cars was actually the... I, th- I thought that that was the same group that became the group that made Forza. So I was I was correct about uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. That is uh, one to four player couch co-op Ooh. action. Okay. Yeah. So the de- and the developer of uh,
1: Project Cars is Slightly Mad Studios. So they've
0: made uh, Need for Speed
1: games. Okay. So that Need for Speed people. Okay. Okay. I mean, it it, it like I said, it seems like it's more along the lines of Forza. Um yeah. I'll have to check it out and everything. Um. Again, I'm I'm sorry for you you racing aficionados. I am so jaded by the amount of crappy racing games that well, come out on these, and I have to play how all. Many, how many grid games have we played? Now uh, we've played, I think two of those. We have played three Dirt games. I think we played all the oh, dirt, dirt games. We yeah. played all the Dirt games. Uh, there's another Dirt game coming out, like a like a like not on yeah. this but
0: <laughs> it it will be eventually eventually it'll be, here, it'll be on eventually. here and i'll have to play it for you
1: yeah. uh so that's what we got on xbox uh, xbox one on xbox 360 we got the curse of monkey island 2 mm-hmm. which i'm a huge fan of this series i think 2 is probably probably the best uh, in my opinion uh, i'd like i'm thinking about doing like a full playthrough of these because they're really fun and and hilarious and if you haven't played these use the patrick method of of doing these games, which is play, and if you get stuck on a puzzle, look up that part of the walkthrough and just continue because the humor
0: is so worth it. Or you can do the Kevin method, which is watch Patrick play it. You could watch me play it, yeah, I'll, which well. which is what I do. <laughs> which is what I'm, I've been going through the the day of the, tentacle? the day of the tentacle. Yeah. Um and that <laughs> even okay, watching that is is at my limit for for like puzzles and because like. Uh, that you you'll get to a screen and it'll be like oh this thing and it's like Oh, that's four screens away, and you're going to have to walk four screens over, yep. pick up the thing, and go yep. back. And I knew before you came here that that's what you needed to do, but it wouldn't let you pick it up before you knew how to... Yeah, because you don't that know... And the, that and the sister, or the girl, the whatever, girl, yeah. Like the, the that voice acting. Like Most of it is, is pretty cheesy, but hers is just straight up awful. I, I feel bad. I feel like... Um... I feel
1: like it's almost like a time capsule of how gaming and voice actors and games used to be, uh, not not treated, but the way that they used to view the ca- the the caliber of voice actors. Okay,
0: but but even oh, so. she's horrible, right? But like, I I feel like okay, I feel like you could just put Courtney in a room. Oh, knowing yeah. nothing about the game it'd be considerably better not caring yeah. that much about the game and still be able to come up with something like i think she did was, they she, not have a maybe maybe it was a cousin or she, something well, see, she was trying to
1: do like the whole like i'm demented and i'm weird but it didn't work i i no, almost really feel doesn't. like i almost feel and remember this is like early 90s so i almost feel like um no offense to the to the actress that played her it was it feels like she just happened to be the only girl like like on staff, that they knew. F- yeah, that maybe that they <laughs> knew, but like the only girl like on staff, um, which sometimes works and sometimes does yeah. not. Uh, and in this case, yeah, it didn't. So, anyways, uh, back onto actual games that we're getting for uh, for Games with Gold. We're also getting Force Unleashed. Which, yeah. if you've not played Force Unleashed, you need to play Force Unleashed. Anyone who's a Star Wars fan, or even any, anyone who's like like likes action games, this game is great. It has a great story, has some amazing action, some really cool stuff that you get to do with the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, going from we're talking about the tentacle, go, talking going to this, really great uh, voice acting team, yeah. great team on there. Uh, interesting fact. The lead for uh, Force uh, for Force Awakens uh, Force Unleashed, sorry, uh, actually got the part because he looked most like the concept art they'd already drawn. Well, yep. Good thing for them that he was a giant Star Wars nerd. Alright, so that's (laughs) that's Betsy Ross is Uh, the girl? Uh, no, no. Uh, Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross made the uh, American flag. Um, Laverne.
0: Yeah. Okay, she um, also um, did the Irish Maid. Apparently, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, Empire City, nineteen eighty-five. So she's an
1: actual she's an actually a- an actress. I, I apologize. No no, 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 no,
0: no. These these are all video games from back in the time when video game was she a programmer, actress for credit. She was Mrs. Gibbons in Dragnet, but she was in uh, she was in Indiana Jones and okay. the Fate of Atlantis, yeah. which is a LucasArts yeah. game. Um, as several characters and then, and then she hates was Chris everybody hates Chris TV series as boring teacher Who's it so I
1: I, I don't know I don't know I appa- I don't I don't mean to dog anyone in their uh, in their career but wow okay um, so uh,
0: according to but but I mean that does kind of establish shower according shots according to IMDB according to IMDB this is not her it it feels like this is not her real gig probably isn't so someone picked her
1: for some other reason I wonder if she's a programmer someone who knew someone on the staff uh the um Maiden in Black uh isn't she she's not a an actress no
0: uh Maiden in Black and uh the doll
1: yeah from, uh, our, our, from Bloodborne yeah. and
0: from from Dark Souls, right. those you don't, know. Uh, those those are her only credits.
1: Those are her only credits because
0: she has a regular gig doing something else. Mm-hmm. So, and she's also she's also her. a really great uh, Han Solo cosplay. Yes, yes it is. And that's just about all the information I have about her.
1: <laughs> but she's she, she's
0: no no no. no. But <laughs> she's she's really cool, and yeah. I I I like the way that she what she brings to the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's an example of a really good voice Especially for someone who has not done this before.
1: Yeah. Doing a great job. Um, So, on the the PlayStation side of the house, on the Sony side of the house, uh, we got Little Big Planet 3 uh, for PlayStation 4. And I'm really glad that uh, this is coming out because I loved the first one. I thought the second one was pretty good too. But I never bit the bullet. I never bought uh, Little Big Planet 3. You know, this didn't buy Media Molecule, right?
0: I'm glad that I didn't buy Little Big Planet 3. I, I, I have I have fairly low expectations, but I think the girls will probably really like
1: I'm it. I'm sure that I'm sure that the the levels will be fun. Um, I mean, if they're taking, I, I'm assuming they're taking the same engine or similar. Like, oh yeah, 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 the the same engine, if, a lot of the same assets. If they, all that's there, then it's probably going to be it's probably going to be decent. Um, I spent way too much time
0: playing Little Big Planet and trying to create stuff. And yeah, trying to create mechs. Well, see, that that's the that's cool the other thing. thing is like um the actual the actual game design yeah. of the. Of the the team behind it, you know, Little Big Planet three, they they added more abilities, more characters, more things like that, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure because uh, I I plan to to play this. Sure. But I'm also going into the community, and I, I feel like that's where the good stuff is yeah. for for Little Big Planet. Especially for this, this has been out for a while, so the community will have built some pretty exactly. cool stuff by
1: this point. Um, that's an unfortunate thing when the game does launch that um, the community
0: builds aren't there, obviously. So yeah. glad that uh, we're getting this later well, on. Uh, Little Big Planet three, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to fact check this because I'm confident in this. Okay, uh, Little Big Planet three actually has accessible within it levels. Created by the communities for Little Big Planet One and Two. Yeah, I've actually heard about that. So yeah, very. That's a cool thing. Very cool. Uh, Next up, we have Not a Hero, which is a two D pixel art side scroller with a lot of violence. Yep, blood spray everywhere. (laughs) So um, it looks it looks like it could be fun.
1: Um, It it kind of reminds me of uh, Super Time Force Ultra. That's exactly what I was
0: going to say. Super Time Force Ultra. And and that game was a
1: blast. Yeah.
0: So. Um, this could be really good. This one's on PS4 and Vita, right? Um, I believe so. Pretty sure it is.
1: Okay. Uh, we're also getting uh, Ninja Senkai. I Sen- think
0: Sen- Senki Senki DX. Senki DX. Okay. Which um, I'm. It looks like a GBA game. Yep. Yeah, it does. So a lot of the we'll play that. Yeah, a lot
1: of the indie <laughs> games. I mean, obviously, you're you're working with limited uh, art assets. You may have a limited budget. Um, there are artists out there that they can that you can um buy stuff through but a lot of yeah. people just don't have the money for it so it could been could have been one of those or could have been purposely trying to make it look like this I don't know
0: yeah I don't know um it it kind of reminds me a little bit also of uh of Game Boy mm-hmm. color Kirby games yeah like the the flow and the style and the mm-hmm. thing um my my issues I think it might be a little, like, I think the camera might be zoomed in a little bit too close. Yep. And we know that that doesn't cause it, problems. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know how that's going to play out. But we're going to play it. We're yeah. going to see how it is. Um, Starwall is also... Uh, that one's on PS4. Yep. And... Uh, Starwall, that just, one the looks, tip. just the tip. Just the tip. Just Which the is the best game ever. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that, that one looks pretty crazy. And uh, apparently the, the multiplayer... Back and forth is is like one of the highlights of this game.
1: Which so I'm looking forward to. That. Yeah, I'm 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 good with that. Um, Torque. I don't. Is it Torque? Torquel? 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 Uh, Torquel. I don't know much about. Uh, do you know much about this one?
0: It's 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 got stuff where you're uh, like you you get to extend platforms from the various four corners as you roll and twist through environments. Okay. Um. We'll see. Because uh, <laughs> because if you okay if you if you take if you take the game um how was it uh, Thomas was alone yeah and you try to describe this game you say well you know it's a game where you have these different blocks and each block has its own ability that sounds dumb <laughs> that game was awesome yeah that's
1: true that's that true. that
0: game was really high quality and and the the story and the characters within it were were really spectacular. I highly recommend that one. Yeah. Um, so I, I try to go into all of these with open mind. I, I do too, uh,
1: including Anna Extended Edition, which I'm is a visual novel for PS3. Yes. Um. I'm Again, a open mind on it. Hopefully, it's good. That can be really bad. I mean, it looked like uh looked like a, it looked like a knockoff of Estros Alone, uh, from what I was looking at on it. But I didn't I didn't look at the Dear playthroughs Estras. yet. Dear, Dear Esther. No, I
0: said, why did they say Esther's alone? Dear Esther. Because Thomas was Thomas alone. Thomas was alone. And if Thomas was alone and Esther was alone and we could get them together, then they wouldn't be alone they, anymore. They need to hook up. They really do. I ship it. The the red block mm-hmm. and, the, and the girl? Yeah. That's dead?
1: Dead girls still can...
0: With blocks? Patrick's not and... good at relationships. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. Um... So if you are not good at relationships, then maybe you can just stay home and play Rainbow Six Siege for free this weekend. Yeah,
1: because this weekend, uh, and by this weekend I mean the weekend that we're currently on, so if you're right. listening to this in the podcast, I apologize, you missed it. That's why you check us out on Twitter, and we'll tweet these things at your face. Uh, so mm-hmm. Rainbow Six was is slash was free from the 2nd to the 5th, so if you're watching this live, uh, go check it out. Uh, if you're listening to this later on... Uh, this is the second time they've done a free weekend uh, for this uh, mm-hmm. for for Rainbow Six Siege. And you did. And you, you checked it out last time. I, I checked it out. I actually I thought it was pretty good for for if you are wanting a game where I mean, it, let's let's be honest. This is a game where you're basically simulating the whole SWAT aspect. The the point zero 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 one percent chance of anything ever happening like this is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, these amazing situations where you're you've got a hostage situation the swat has to come in and like make sure the hostage is alive and you the training grounds on this was really cool too so i mean the game was cool but the training part i really respected because uh, i'm not great at these kind of games Hmm. so to, to jump in and go through these areas where you have um you have uh what looks like a um What's the Nuketown? It looked like Nuketown from Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, you're walking through this, and it's all set up to train you in understanding should I shoot, should I not shoot, yeah. um, and understanding how to analyze
0: different situations. It was really cool to do that. Um, and the the biggest thing about this game is the is the destructible environments. Yes. And the fact that they managed to, to create all these multiplayer maps and then add on top of that, hey, you can bust through most... Doors, walls, floors, yeah. like you, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And the the level of difficulty in balancing that. Yeah. Is is amazing. Um and so this is also a game that has continued to grow, mm-hmm. which very few multiplayer only games do this. Um pretty much this one and Overwatch were really yeah. the only two from last year. But like Rainbow Six started out slow mm-hmm. and actually um, it was released originally in November, um, at like 9th or tenth, yeah. As far as the NPD ratings, and it actually rose yeah. from there, which games almost never do. Yeah. So this is this is an exceptional game, and if it's something that you think you might be interested in, uh, this is available if you have Plus or Gold, and I believe it's on PC as well. Yeah, so. Check that out. Fun stuff. Another thing to uh, check out in the near future, hopefully mm. near
1: future, yes. uh, is that PlayStation 4 is getting external hard drive support. Yeah, uh, Finally, um, it's it's great because anyone who has an external hard drive that they want to use uh, on that, it's really cool. Um, if you don't want to, that is if people who don't feel like comfortable or don't want to invest in
0: upgrading the hard drive, on well, box. on top of that, uh, the limit for the hard drives that you can use in a PlayStation Four only goes up to four terabytes. That's true. You can actually put an additional eight on top of that. Yeah, and it's cheaper.
1: Okay, yeah, but I don't have to plug anything in. I got two terabytes on, on my PlayStation Four, and I've not so I'm at sixty-five percent of my of like the hard drive space. Well, see, I because have... I've not deleted anything since I installed the thing. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like um, past year, I've just been downloading free games and playing. Well, see, my I've, games. I've,
0: I've got I've got games for me. Yep. Games for Courtney. Yep. Party games. Yep. And the games for the girls. Mm-hmm it stacks up pretty quick yeah but i usually i tend to be i also i also tend to be playing half a dozen games at a time yes yeah, which is not good for for hard drives <laughs> that's it's true. just not great
1: that's true but I'm, I'm i'm really glad that they're that they're doing this because it's something that uh that xbox did and i think xbox i mean i know that you can run games off of the hard drive as well um i really feel like xbox did it more than anything
0: for the media aspect um, see i would like to just be able most of what I want to do, when I when I start to run out of space, mm-hmm. the first thing I'll do is go through and and double check, see what I've uploaded, sure. make sure that all of my replays and what have you are are all taken care of. Yeah, make sure all that's yeah. Yeah, because like sometimes I'll be in the middle of playing uh, Final Fantasy 15, and I'm like, wow, that's broken as all hell. Yeah, and then I'll be like, well better record that and edit it later and i only need like 30 seconds of it but it's like here's the past 15 minutes (laughs) and you got to cut it and then remember to delete it yeah Yeah. that which so you have to do that often yeah but Uh, it is it is 3.0 though
1: um which is great um i mean because if you're you're trying to talking about the the data transfer involved if you're playing a game off of it right yeah not only
0: that but 3.0 is required which i think is good for them just making sure that the standards are set so that nobody can be like this this runs like garbage and it's like, n- n- no no <laughs> you you should use this one yeah you're using and, a 6 and year old <laughs> USB two yeah right and so Sony's Sony's like let's let's just make sure that if you, if it works yeah. it works well which is a really good idea and yeah. I'm, I'm
1: glad they're doing that. Uh, speaking of, of works well, mm. uh, the PlayStation Four Pro mm. uh, will soon get a boost mode, right? Um, which I'm very happy about because there are a lot there are reasons. There should be more reasons to use this hardware other than uh, 4K upscaling, uh, uh, 4K Blu-ray, that's I mean, sorry, HDR, -HDR, uh, it's, sorry, they're adding, um, sorry, sorry, I apologize, I apologize, they don't do 4K Blu-ray on on this system,
0: that's the Xbox One, um, but this update, uh, sorry, is basically Shut up, Patrick. Okay, so this is basically going to boost games that have not been patched, yes. because there are, there were a lot of developers, uh, like the The Witcher and the Witness and other games that don't begin with W, mm-hmm. that actually took the time to go in and figure out how to optimize this. Games that come out from now on are probably going to have various options for for this, mm-hmm. but some of like the launch titles and stuff can have load times and such decreased mm-hmm. by having this boost mode. And so basically this is going to optimize the game as it's running. Mm-hmm. I think basically what it's going to do is kind of overclock the game according to the system basically. So this is this is going to be useful for games that maybe the developers didn't have time to go up back and patch mm-hmm. but help help everything run more smoothly, yeah, which I think is great. The load times will
1: be will be Better on this, and uh, happy about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about the the different reasons why you use a, the PlayStation 4. There are um, I'm seeing more and more there are other than this uh, games that are that have uh, that are out on PlayStation 4 that if you play them on PlayStation 4 Pro have some the, like you mentioned the, the settings for visuals mm-hmm. that will actually enhance even a uh, even a regular HD TV, uh, 1080p uh, Neo that's coming out on Tuesday uh, that we'll all be playing. Yes, we all buy us and some people we know. Uh, that has multiple game modes. Even if you're playing on a regular PlayStation, mm-hmm. you say you uh, movie mode, which is all about the uh, 30 frames per second and a stable. Uh, resolution and you could go uh, 1080p and a varying frame rate. Don't do that. No. Um, <laughs> no, and then, no. And then Definitely don't do that. And then there's 60 frames a second but varying resolution, meaning like your resolution could be crushed. But if you have a PlayStation 4, they have a uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, they have uh, ridiculously good graphics and, and you can lock in. Uh, different uh, resolutions and everything, but the best one out of all of them, and I'm sorry, you guys can argue with me if you want, uh, 1080p, 60 frames, stable, everything, which is perfect. Yeah. My resolution stays stable. My uh, my uh, frame rate stays stable. Uh, this is a game you want to play in 60 frames per second, uh, yeah. which...
0: Usually I don't,
1: usually I, I want the better resolution, but in this case, it's gonna have to be 60
0: frames. Well, and because um, the the way that you play this game is you're going to be reacting to tells and you need, even if it's just, like maybe my eyes can't even tell the difference, yeah. but if I can have that split second advantage. It's it's a subtle yeah. difference. This is a reason why um, I want to get a PlayStation 4 Pro. Eventually, this, okay, the, the settings for Neo, are actually the thing that has started me considering it. Yes, because I, I was not really thinking I, about it. I before, don't have
1: but. a 4K TV. I'm going to get one um, because it does look better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks considerably better. But a lot of the stuff that I'm putting on to my TV is still 1080. So having something that upscales old games, that's great. Yeah. But having something here that that utilizes, you can. You mean you can play the game in um, in 4K at 30 frames. Um, or you can uh, what is it it's you can have a stable frame rate at 30 for thirty or at 60 and it'll vary your resolution or you can have 30 and it'll be stable so it's like yeah. I want the best of both worlds it might yeah. not be as good as 4K but having 60 frames a second and completely stable resolution there would be great because you don't have yeah. the artifact crushing that happens when it switches between rev- resolutions if you guys have experienced that you know what I'm talking about and if yeah. you're playing a game like Dark Souls and that happens that's almost as bad as a frame rate drop Yeah, so uh, happy about that. What I was thinking about was actually the previous uh, thing that we just talked about. uh, The Mm -hmm. update for the hard drive also will let you watch 3D Blu-rays on your PlayStation VR. So if you have 3D Blu-rays and not a 3D TV, that's great. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a very niche market, right? I mean, you're talking about someone who may want to watch 3D movies, but by themselves... They don't have a three D TV. They have a PlayStation Four. Okay, it's a very limited market,
0: but, but at least they are so they, happy.
1: They're happy. Anyone who who does that is happy. Uh, I'm. I think that's kind of cool because it's another thing that I plan on getting. Hopefully later this year is PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and if I get one of those, to play, uh, to to be able to watch a movie, um, in that mode, I've heard is really cool. Yeah. So. You know, I can I can lay down on the couch, put the headphones on, and watch and and watch a movie when 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 he's asleep, and not uh, not feel like I'm disturbing her. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool, and you know, it's kind of like being in an IMAX. And you can adjust. The, I don't know if you've seen that. You can adjust the the the, the, the screen because yeah. when I first saw it, I was thinking this is going to be horrible because I'm going to be right on it, and I'm going to miss this stuff because your peripheral vision sucks. Everyone's right. per- peripheral 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 vision sucks. But uh, you can adjust the screen, so that's cool, and
0: I'm glad that they're doing that. So also, uh, custom wallpapers, custom which wallpapers too. I've them. complained about before. because so, <laughs> like uh, there's there's a lot of games that have like oh this is photo mode and whatever, and so like I might actually go halfway through The Last of Us mm-hmm. because there is a particular shot, um, right okay, right when you get to where uh, the zoo. No. That that would be fun too, yeah. but there there's a wow. shot uh, right when you get to to uh, what was his name Bob, yeah the, yeah yeah. Whenever you get whenever you get to his, um where where, Joel and Ellie are standing at the, no spoilers. Where Joel and Ellie are just standing on top of a building, yeah, and they're looking out over the decimated landscape, and you you can't necessarily see like anything in particular, but. Like you, you have that, and then you have the the light streaming through, and it just looks magnificent. And they yeah. they look they look tired, they look sore, and you you can you can feel the weight of everything. Did you get it, it on PlayStation Four as well? Oh yeah. Okay, good good because
1: that there are certain games people you know people joke around about like oh yeah they're trying to take your money again.
0: But there are certain games that the remasters just. Totally are worth it. and, well, case, and you can it. you can even tell that from the very beginning because uh, on the on the opening load screen it has like a curtain blowing in the wind, and yeah. on PS3 there's a lot of there's the the jaggedness of you know. a curtain yeah (laughs) yeah and then on the ps4 i mean it's it's just the loading screen but you can you can just see it it just looks like a curtain yeah it does so that's 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 fine that's true uh into uh onto the the nintendo
1: uh section of the of the news um because the nintendo switch is coming out this is there's more and more news about it i'm sure you guys are getting inundated with it but i wanted to bring out some interesting things out of this at least um because uh There are interesting bits of news that are coming out, and I would like to update everybody. There's over 110, 120 games coming to the Switch now. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are 10 at at launch. Uh, I believe that an 11th one may be announced soon. I think Snipperclips is going to be announced soon Mm -hmm. uh, because I heard from two people at PAX South that the Nintendo people at PAX South said, this is coming out March 3rd. And Uh either those people were misinformed or they weren't supposed to say.
0: I don't know, but I can't wait for that one. Anyways, so... Well, what you're talking about with the developers though, mm-hmm. the more developers get on, on board because there were there were a lot of developers who at the launch of the Wii U mm-hmm. were like, All right, we're on Zombie U yeah. by Ubisoft and if I you if it, you yeah. can get if you can get Ubisoft to be making games for your system, awesome. Yeah. And so they're at least showing up for launch. If it works, if, if they're enjoying it, if the market is there, this could be
1: yeah. that thing. And one of the developers that um, Let's just say he has—he didn't express interest per se, but he's definitely liking it. Is Hideo Kojima? Hideo Kojima okay. not only had fun—if you, you didn't watch Greg Miller's uh, YouTube video of him playing One Two Switch with Hideo, which, which yeah. is uh, hilarious—but he did an interview talking about the uh, where they were talking about many things. And they asked him about Nintendo Switch. And he said it sounded like a, it. Sound, basically, I'm paraphrasing that he sounded like a great, great concept. And he called. He said it was an extension of something that he calls transfaring, which I yep. think is. Um, I, I love, I love you, Hideo, but I, I think I, I know what you're trying to do here. So, transfaring, according to Hideo Kojima, is being able to not only to, to transfer your game from system to system and play style to play style.
0: Was I thought transferring was already a thing. Is it already a thing? Yeah, hold on. Because he said you, it was you, something he made up. No, 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 you keep going. It was it was something that somebody was trying to sell. Okay,
1: so uh, Hideo Kojima said it's an uh, it's extension of transferring, and he said it's a word that he created to convey the concept of taking a game from a system to system, uh, even in different types of, of, of architecture.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it was with the uh, Peace Walker. It was how you would take... Take things from your from yep. your PSP game, mm-hmm. and it would give you bonuses yeah. in. Who did Peace uh, Walker? That's Hideo Kojima. Yeah, so so he, he's trying to bring it back. He's it's, bringing it back. It, it is something that he made, but it's something that he made back in 2000, yeah. whatever. He's talking about tra- transferring different different versions of a game, different
1: systems, and he said that he believes Switch kind of, is kind of an extension of that idea, which is not a a, a exclusive idea to Hideo. Um, But but the idea of, uh, I have this game here, I want to play it here. You have a game on PlayStation 4, and you want to take it on the go, you can upload uh, the save, download it onto your Vita, (laughs) so there's ways to do this. And he said that this was kind of an extension to kind of the next step of that, to be able to take your game that you're playing at home on the go with you seamlessly, which is what I cannot wait about this, uh, because, yeah, we have... um, you know, auto uh, updates that are happening, um, yeah, cloud on your PlayStation, saves and the cloud saves—that's yeah. that, great. Uh, you do have to take a little bit of time to do it. Yeah. Uh, someone like myself and you—we're gonna be fine with that. Yeah, we can we can kind of work around it. Um, there are people who I would consider uh, more casual gamers, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Um, like Whitney, loves playing Assassin's Creed and all these different games. And if I and if even if she had a Vita that she took with her everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever system you want to call it she wouldn't bother with transferring it from one system to another yeah she's like no this is where i play it i'm not going to deal with that I'm yeah just like you 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 pick your system and you're going to do it that way yeah i'm like this is where i do it I'm, and I, I could walk her through it and say oh well you could actually download the save onto you and she would go no nah, it's just that's just too much work
0: and i don't fault her for that at all at all that's 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 her her different mindset i I don't mind working a little bit see that's 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 kind of the the same thing that i have with you know console versus pc games sure like yeah i i could update the drivers and update again restart and (laughs) and restart but I, i i just want to sit down and play yeah because uh, I don't have that much time. Yeah,
1: I will say that I do like my Steam length, though, to be able to play it in the other room. Yeah. Very cool. Pretty, um, if you guys effective. don't have one of those, it's really awesome to be able to, uh, to bring that, what I'd consider more of like an office, very... Uh, PC gaming, other than the online aspect, PC gaming can be so, um, I don't know, so like boxed in in regards to your physical... Space unless your physical space is you took your PC and plugged it into your TV in the living room.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It's usually someone's office or a corner of a of a room, and to bring that over to your living room is really cool. Um, But I digress. Uh, We're talking about uh, Nintendo. One other bit of news uh, is that uh, the president of Nintendo was asked about the weak lineup. Kimishima. Kimishima. Yes. I thought you said something else. I'm tired. We had, a, we had a late night last night. And I handled it better. You handled it better. I was up playing piano till like past midnight. So, um, which I should have done some more, but um, so uh, Kimishima did an interview uh, on, the, on the Switch and uh, he basically said that he didn't want, uh, he wanted to make sure that there were, it was a steady stream of games coming out uh, throughout the year. Uh, And I'm assuming throughout the next year as well. And I think that he wanted to do that because um, he didn't say this, but I believe that ARMS is done. Yes. I believe that um, Mario Kart is definitely done. And I believe that they are staging these releases specifically so something gets out on this console once a month from Nintendo. And then third-party companies will, will follow as well, which I don't think is bad, if we hadn't, if he hadn't said this, if he, I mean, it's kind of a phrasing of him saying, you know, we're trying to ensure that this is happening. Yeah. Um, what he could have, he could have said, and this is a little more open. This is a more American thing. Uh, Kimishima wouldn't do this. Reggie wouldn't even do this. But uh, Phil Spencer would say, you know, uh, we we wanted to get the the console out to you guys as soon as possible because we're loving it. Mm-hmm. We're still working on a lot of software, uh, and a lot of it's still in development. But we wanted to make sure you had it as soon as possible, and we do have some launch games for you to play, and we're working on the others. Because what that sounds like is, wow, you guys—you guys may have rushed to get me the console, but you're still working really hard. Yeah. Which is true.
0: <laughs> which is all true, but it makes the Japanese culture makes it sound weak. Right. But at the same time, um, when when you look at the way that the that the Wii U. The Wii U games lineup goes is like you you had, you know, a chunk at the beginning, yep, and then as third-party developers dropped off, you could go several months without getting anything, yeah, Yeah. and that was I mean that's that's part of the reason that the console was declared dead while it was still Nintendo. Well, I mean it, Switch still hasn't come out, so it is still technically Nintendo's. Yeah.
1: Premier console, console that
0: they're no longer making. That they're no longer um, making and still charging three hundred dollars for, which is the same amount that Yeah. Mm. So I think
1: it's like two fifty, but at two fifty you can get a PS4 for two fifty. Yeah. PS4 Slim. But uh, I will say that I'm happy about this and I think there are enough there are enough games, and I'm not even talking about the SNES games and stuff that they have to have on this console. We need the virtual console. If the virtual console is on this thing, it's going to be amazing. If you can do virtual console and stream it, I will buy it for that. Yeah, which I'm hoping uh, they said that you could share.
0: Can you share screenshots? They said screenshots on video,
1: and they said later on video. They said later on you'll be able to share video clips. And what I hope that they mean is that I'll actually be able to stream it to people, uh, because not everyone's going to can- do what I'm doing. So if you guys didn't, yeah. if you guys didn't know, uh, March 3rd, uh, I'm actually taking the day off, I will be doing an unboxing video, and after doing the unboxing video, I'll be streaming from the, P- from the Switch, because I'm getting, I, I'm, currently I use the PS4 and my, my PC and the Xbox One, I'm getting an Elgato uh, uh, capture device mm-hmm. to hook up to my laptop. To hook it's a laptop to the Elgato to the Switch, so I can stream it for you guys. Yep. Not everyone's going to do that. Uh, Owen's uh, going to do that with his Wii U though, because he wants to stream uh, Breath of the Wild on Wii U. Yeah. Um, but not everyone's going to do that, as opposed to just my system's
0: already there. Let's do it. And and that's a lot of the reason. Like, obviously, I don't have metrics on this mm-hmm. because nobody nobody could really figure this out and determine yeah. it like scientifically. Sure. But that's. Part of the reason the PS4 skyrocketed. That's that's why the camera sold out even though nobody wanted the PlayStation High <laughs> and very few people wanted the connect. Because at launch you pushed four buttons yeah. and you were streaming. Yeah.
1: I will I will say, um, okay. Are you ready for a far off Nintendo prediction? Rid- All right. Ridiculously far off Nintendo me. prediction. Uh, They've said that it's not available on launch for for video, Mm -hmm. and uh, and the dock, the Nintendo Switch dock has a USB port in the back, as well as two USB ports on the side. Okay. My prediction is uh, there will be an add-on to an existing dock that will enhance uh, that will add uh, GPU functionality. Um, I don't know about CPU, definitely GPU. Uh, It will enhance that the um, majority of the reason that they will do it is so that you can plug that into the dock and then you can stream from the Nintendo Switch. Or you'll be able to buy a, a separate dock that does all of it, possibly. But uh, there will be... So my prediction uh, in a in terse fashion is uh, that a add-on will be on the dock of the Nintendo Switch in order to let you stream or enhance uh, video quality of Nintendo Switch games because okay. I don't know why you'd have a USB dock in the back of that Nintendo Switch dock there's two on the sides
0: I, I don't we never did back. figure out why that uh, why that dock was on why that outlet was on the back of the GameCube they never released anything for it that's true they never that's true but they, they said happened. they said the video
1: is not available at launch And I'm wondering if they're, if they're, if not available. They're not not even going to let us do clips. Because Holiday or so, I'm not going to say, that's not part of my prediction, but let's just pretend, let's say Holiday comes out and says, yes, Nintendo Switch, really good. And guess what? You can stream with it. Um, It would be a lot easier uh, to do that and to plug it in because the, I don't see the dock has like the little flap that pops. Mm Mm-hmm. So the back of the dock opens up, and you got the USB and, and and the power. Which I do like the power bar part because you can plug it in, route the cable. But why is the USB there? Unless they're going to do um, external uh, media, but I don't think Nintendo's going to do that. Okay. I don't think
0: Nintendo will care about that. So yeah. yeah. So 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 at the at at the whenever the switch is declared dead, and they move on to the next system in three years then Ooh. is no, that that's not a, <laughs> i was like hold no. on i'm gonna hold you to that one <laughs> no uh <laughs> but so so when this doesn't occur yes. within the switch within the switch lifetime time. yeah then then what do i get what, what what are you betting i lose a i lose a point it's a yeah, prediction point yeah but i want to i want a steak or okay. burger or sandwich okay. Something. okay okay we'll go get some steak Okay, oh, i will cook steaks Ooh. Yeah. I will cook steaks that's actually and good even, steaks too that's even thats even better because uh, I, I only like some steaks mm-hmm. your steaks are good <laughs> so uh, actually so you, you were talking about games that they have that they have finished and completed yes uh, this isn't on the on the dock but I did want to mention this ukulele um, and horizon have both gone gold which means that they have they've completed them those have been sent off for certification and everything and that's pretty exciting because uh Ukulele, I'm I'm excited about its potential, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to be like yes, I'm ready to to buy and play this game. It's it's still like what a month and a half out or so. Something? We're we're two months away. Okay. It's April 11th. Um, I had to double check
1: that. Um, this is a game that I'm sure I would I could have fun playing. There's mm-hmm. so many games. There, are so many games there coming are. out. Um. I told I told Kevin uh, last night that my my plan is to possibly beat or get really really far in Neo before March third because the <laughs> Switch is coming out. I got to play the Switch and Zelda. And then I laughed at and him. And he laughed at me. So that it's not going to happen. But uh, there are certain games that that when I see them, I'm like, this is this is going to be really fun. Should I buy it at launch? I have so many things going on. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn comes
0: out. See, those those are my two is it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be Neo when the girls are in bed, yep, and uh, Horizon when they're awake. Oh yeah. Oh, because yeah. Uh, I'm okay with teaching my kids that if a robot dinosaur comes after you, you can attack it. Yeah. And I guess
1: we, we were talking about you know the the violence, the non the human to non human, and yeah. uh, was it Bloodborne? You were saying like yeah, Blood, there you were
0: Bloodborne like Bloodborne is 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 horror is horror thematic. Like yeah. the uh, there's there's a part in the game this this doesn't spoil anything, but there's there's a part in the game where uh, it it's 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 like there was a group of people. Trying to get over slash past a wall, yeah. and they got like melted yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, the the intro of the One Reborn, which is the best boss intro of all time. It's amazing. It's so incredible. Yeah. And I mean, at that point, they were they were five. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's some nightmare fuel right there. It it is. Uh,
1: what I was gonna say is. Um... Not, not that I would tell you how to parent, but I'm curious, like, if a step towards when they do see human on human violence, um, if you have a more a more horror aspect, as in, oh, the person is possessed or this this is a zombie, yeah, and instead of just going straight on to you know GTA.
0: Well, I mean, cause they're I'm waiting
1: until they're seven for that. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, at seven GTA is fine. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, like, like there's baby steps. Well, like in in Dark Souls, yeah. which they did watch, yeah. there there are kind of like the Skeletons, skeleton skeleton knights and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's humanoid, sure.
1: And do you call the others zombies, or how do you how do you how do you describe that to the... automatons? Uh, but it's automatons like are robots.
0: I mean, right? I I don't. Okay, so you just completely... or or just kind of just kind of de- define like we. I tried to explain the whole undead thing, particularly within the realm of Dark okay. Souls, and it didn't really work. Okay. So I just I just said that they were robots because they wanted to watch me fight robots.
1: Well, yeah, who doesn't <laughs> want to watch you fight robots? Um, but I was gonna say the uh, oh, what is it? My my nephew's been like watching like zombie stuff like on YouTube and. But Minecraft, I think, is a, is a big part of that, where you have mm-hmm. you have these zombies. They're not humans, but you're attacking them. Um, but then again, you have the... I think it's a very easy transference uh, onto humans at that point, because they're human-like. So. Yeah. Yeah, so baby steps. Baby steps with your kids on, on when it comes
0: to violence. Yeah. Well, and there's also... I mean, we, we've gone through... <clears throat> I know we talk about this a lot, but it, it is something that I want to continue to analyze as I go through, mm-hmm. um, like the the whole Marvel thing. They're usually fighting people. Yeah. So, like as far as comics and stuff go, it's it's either people or superhumans. Yeah. Most of the time, that's true. And so and and but those are conversations that we continue to have. Yes. And that's what's important. Yeah. You, to, you contextualize it. Yeah. And and I don't I. I don't want it to reach a point where the violence is mm-hmm. is glorified for violence's sake. Sure. And when it comes to when it comes to Marvel and DC and comic book characters, there is, typically, mm-hmm. as at, at least as far as they're concerned, like I'm not I'm not I'm not going into the whole Nightfall scenario and everything. But like the storylines that they're being hit with right mm-hmm. now, there's a very clear delineation between good guys and bad guys. Yes. And as far as war goes, my own personal borderline Quaker, interesting fact, I'm I'm having a fun theo- theological debate in myself Ooh. and figuring out where I might fall on the spectrum. Okay. And I, I'm I'm leaning towards I'm exploring currently uh, the Quaker theology. Okay. Which is awesome. Um apparently there's there's a wide range of beliefs mm-hmm. that fall under the Quaker umbrella okay. because there's there's just a lot of um, basically the idea is if if there is a an issue that would cause strife between us mm-hmm. but it's not something that affects our relationship yeah then we agree not to talk about it if it doesn't affect our relationship I mean, no, I, I'm specifically theological stuff. Theological stuff. Oh where, yeah, yeah. Where no, if, if, if you a, if yeah. you and I have a disagreement mm-hmm. and we are not able to reach an accord, mm-hmm. convince the other person, then we then. We, we just agree to. We're kind of
1: be... we're kind of at that point anyways. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. That exactly, makes and sense. so like this lines <laughs> up with what I've already got. So. Yeah. Where it's like neither neither one of us it doesn't affect our lives, it doesn't affect our friendship. Yeah. Um. Neither one of us are trying to. or, or neither one of us say anything negative towards the other about their beliefs.
0: Right. And and thereof. we do we do have differences mm-hmm. of opinion as far as theology goes. Yeah. But we vast differences. We do, but we can have intelligent conversations about that without offending the other person. Yeah. Because I, neither one of us calls the other person an idiot or, right. or whatever. We have and that's, different and different variants. That's opinions. important. Yeah. So um so yeah, and in, in exploring that, and there's also a a great a great focus on um, actually kind of it's it's kind of similar to to the the original idea of jihad, which is a spiritual war mm-hmm. within oneself. Yes. Which is that's originally what it is in the Quran, right. Yeah, and so uh, the the Quaker idea is is looking within oneself to to find to find truth, and, and what they have is uh, a lot of a lot of their meetings instead of being like you know two songs in a prayer, two songs in a prayer, two songs in a sermon, yeah, and then we all go home, yeah. Um, they'll have friend meetings, and what you do is you go and you you sit in the meeting, and it says that uh, that typically you'll sit for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. And if someone has something to say, then they'll say it. Okay. And then they'll be quiet. And if somebody else has something to say, then they'll say it. But they recommend a full minute mm-hmm. of silence for everyone to process what was just said. So a lot of a lot of introspection, a lot of of reflection on self and beliefs and truth and before you start attacking the other person or 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 even replying. Yeah. And that actually goes pretty hand-in-hand hand with 12-step, which hmm. is, you know, no crosstalk, stuff like yeah. that. So, that has been the theology section of This Week in Our Collective Heads, because we never said it was all about games. No, it's anything that's in our collective heads, so yes. that's, that's how it works. So, uh, speaking speaking of ideas and things, uh, Leslie Benzies, who was used to work for Rockstar mm-hmm. for a very long time, um, uh, he started a new studio, and he's going to make a game called Everywhere. And I think Think it's either the VR system that we're all going to be sucked into, a la Sword Art Online, or it's a mobile game. Because the things that he said were so vague, very that vague, that they could mean almost anything. I thought VR um, when
1: I, when I was l- reading it, um, and I'll, I. I think I think either AR or mobile. I, I think I think so, but the. Um... You know, in in reading his his very vague descriptions, it made me made me wonder what exactly he's getting at. But he's basically talking about making a game that's not really a game, um, that's open world that you do whatever. And it's not, but it's not really a game. So yeah. AR VR could be could be all along the lines. This is really really early on, so it could be something that comes out five years from now. It could be something yeah. that he's waiting to see what happens with VR. Is it something she should put on VR? Yeah. Um, I, I thought of Ready Player One immediately, where I'm like, it's just everything, <sighs> and everything is in that game. Yeah. Literally everything, whatever you want to do. Mostly play, the did. '80s. Most of the '80s, yeah, of course. But anything, anything, and everything you want to do. Uh, next year. Like, have they, have they
0: started on that? Uh, I don't think so. But yeah. So, so anyway, so the he at this point he's just formed the studio <laughs> to start production to start pre-production on the thing that will eventually become. Yeah everywhere. I mean, this is the guy who did Grand Theft Auto 3,
1: San Andreas, Vice City uh, 4 and 5, right? Uh, I believe I know 3, he, 4 and 5. 3, 4 and I 5. Mean, like, he's been cool with Rockstar yeah,
0: forever.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the guy has really, really good games under his belt. Really mm-hmm. good games under his belt. So, yeah, I mean, I, I am really interested to see what he's actually going to do. Um, Ready Player One is uh, slated for uh, March 30th, 2008, mm-hmm. and it's listed as an action sci-fi thriller, which makes sense.
0: So he was the producer of GTA 3. There you go. So he's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and and those are and those are big massive games, and the 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 cut that he got leaving Rockstar was enormous, and. Honestly, if he came to me and asked me for a check for as much as I could donate, I would donate as much as possible yeah. to see what what happens here. Yeah. So I I believe I believe that he will take the the rock star approach, mm-hmm. and we will not hear from him for several years, and it'll come out when it's done.
1: Yeah, he, which, and he'll pop out like Hideo with a very 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 early on like here's the thing, which we've been talking about you know, Death Stranding and everything, but he first how he take a screenshot on Mac. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Is it locked? Continue. Right, so, we're talking about Death Stranding and everything with Hideo Kojima, but uh, it was, what, a year and a half ago that he came out with the the logo. It was just a logo and uh, for, his, for his new studio. And then um, then we got the Death Stranding teaser, uh, but even then, I mean, it's really early on in the production of that. So... I don't know. He may go silent for a while. He may not. But I think we're in an interesting time now. where We're looking at the producers of, uh, of video games so much more um, than, than before. Because before, there, there were a handful of rock stars. Yeah, I guess we're still looking at the rock stars of the producers. Right. Uh, but how many, how many producers can you name out of the early 90s? Because I can name one. And I apologize to every <laughs> other one out there. I can name one producer from the early 90s. Um, but now I can actually name a handful of them. So I think that... Part well, of it's the internet.
0: It, it's also how how it kind of evolves because uh, before you know before Coppola and Spielberg, yeah. like the director was just some guy that they got to make the project, and it was the studio Yeah. that was the name that got put forth. It, this is a Paramount project, yeah. That's or true. That's true. And you know, as as it as it evolves and as different different people get in charge of it, these kind of things change and and that's that's a positive thing
1: yeah um uh, very positive thing uh in addition to positive things uh speaking of positive things yeah so bioware uh announced there's having a new uh, ip that's going to be releasing uh next year since so they said before march uh 18th they said the net the next fiscal, the next year, fiscal which
0: year the fiscal year is, is ending at the end of march so this will be releasing at uh Probably around this time next year. Probably. I suspect.
1: Um, now they said uh, next. They said I, I've gotten, I've gotten conflicting things because I've heard next fiscal year and I've heard before the next fiscal year. Is it before the next fiscal year? No, 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 no. no. Because next
0: fiscal year for them starts in March. Yeah, and they're they're about. To We're release, in February. They're okay. about to release Mass Effect. Well, yeah. But they're not putting know. anything around that. Oh no 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 no. no I meant. Sorry, I was
1: confusing real years with fiscal years, which is a made-up construct of people in, in finance. Um, so yeah, so the next fiscal year, or so before March, two thousand eighteen, we'll get a new Bioware IP, which I thought was interesting how they that they announced this. They announced this in a um, in a financial financial report, report and there was a um, there was a, a conference call. As well on that, I find kind mm-hmm. of funny. They're like, "Yeah, we're doing this, we're doing this," and there's a new IP. Well, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been it's Usually been something that, that, that they something that they've been working on since 2012. Yeah, yeah But um, Nintendo, in particular, is bad about this, and so uh, a lot of a lot of news outlets have started. You know, they'll you know IGN or whoever will will buy you know some stock so that they can listen in on financial reports because. Stuff is getting is coming out of here, like, yeah. N- this is a source of news. Maybe it was always a source of news and nobody was paying attention, but uh, but yeah, so I don't think
1: people thought investor meetings like, no, I don't think anyone thought of like, let me invest money enough to listen to an investor meeting and all that, but yeah, it's it's a thing, and um, I'm excited about it because BioWare has amazing RPGs, they have amazing worlds, um, and like Mass Effect is a perfect example of that, where. Yeah. Uh, even the, and the Kotor stuff. I mean, they've done mm-hmm. some amazing RPGs, uh, and I know it says Bioware new IP. It didn't say RPG, but come on, it's it's their specialty. It's their specialty. So I'm excited about it. I'm curious. Uh, I am wondering if they're going to continue. I have a feeling it's not going to be futuristic, though. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to be futuristic. I think it may be. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's medieval, but I don't think. If you do another futuristic thing, and you have the, the Mass Effect series, which they said in Andromeda is the first of the continuation. Right, it's
0: I think the first you, of the new trilogy.
1: I think if you had two of those going on, it may be a problem.
0: Yeah, unless they're very, very different. Well, and but the thing is that that Mass Effect is a particular type. Yeah, of space thing because you you can have there. There's a lot of different things you can do with space. Where this this is about exploration. The the closest thing that I would equate it to is Halo because mm-hmm. it's it's the big galaxy spanning thing. Whereas Star Wars is galaxy spanning, but there's really only like four planets that you need to pay <laughs> attention to. Yeah, and so what what happens outside of that is kind of irrelevant. Whereas with Mass Effect. They're they're focusing on the actual travel and yeah. the actual environments and the cultures and That's the true. the interaction between species. Yeah. So you you could you could do those two things completely separately. Good. And even though they might look similar, I'm just thinking it, you're creating two different worlds.
1: I would rather they continue that stuff, keep it in the Mass Effect universe, and you have you have different uh, games like. You, know, you have the ones that are all about exploring and then you have the one that's kind of the deep space nine of the group where you know that you can tell different stories in that universe yeah. in different ways um i guess you have to keep similar play style at that point but i don't know maybe it's a first person shooter i don't
0: know we'll see <laughs> will see um but as far as you were you were talking about you know i mean they they have Bi- bioware is is mostly mass effect and Dragon Age. Yes. And so, so they have the they have the the high fantasy, and then they have the sci-fi. Yeah. And so, it'll be interesting to see where else they could go with that. Um, particularly with the way Mass Effect, like Mass Effect One, leaned much more heavily on from a, from a gameplay perspective, anyway. Game systems. Yes. It was it was much closer to an RPG, and yes. later on they kind of got away from that. Yeah. Um, honestly if if they don't go back to RPG mm-hmm. stuff where you get to customize and super make your character I'm probably not gonna be into it but if they I think that they are and I think that they will yeah and if they do then I'll I'll I'm, start playing there I'm hoping so on Andromeda' so. We'll, we'll see
1: we'll see I've yeah. high hopes for Andromeda uh, another thing I've got high hopes for after the release of battlefield one is battlefield 2 um, so uh, sorry Battlefield battlefront I thought I said the thing I didn't mean the thing. Battlefront <laughs> was was great, uh, and I, I love. Um, I meant the same thing, really. Though uh, Battlefront One, I've liked for the most part, but it was missing certain things. And Battlefront like Star Wars single single player partner, campaign, yeah. So Star Wars Battlefront Two is going to have a single player campaign. Yes, it will, but it's also going to span multiple eras. So that could mean that you're see you're going to prequels, you're going regular, you're going into Force Awakens, which they've mentioned that they're. I mean, they've already did Jakku, so well.
0: uh... Yeah, the, the prequels is a possibility, but they could also go into uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes, which would be more fun. Oh, it would be more fun. well, <laughs> <laughs> Clone Wars is around the prequels time, right? But it's isolated from those movies, sure. and it's a it's a different style. So, I mean, they they yeah. they kind of stuck a different story, almost a different world, on top of that yeah. thing. So, I think Clone Wars would be a lot better.
1: Oh, excuse me. Um, I think uh, Clone Wars would be a lot better in that fashion, though, uh, in regards to the, the battles, in regards to the, the scope. It would be a lot better than the prequels. Um, yeah. But to be able to, to play these different characters in the different um, eras um, makes me wonder, uh, if they're doing that, can you take Han Solo and play him in the Clone Wars? Because it wouldn't be right, but are they adding
0: that flexibility? Well, no, It'll it'll be... Hob solo, and it's his dad that he was cloned from. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Um, I mean, so yeah, it, so it's 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 going to cover game multiple. Yeah, it's going to cover multiple eras. It's going to have a single player campaign, and it it sounds like they learned a lot from from what they what they were yeah. working on, and from the fan feedback that they got from the first one. But where's Amy Hennig's game? Um, That's the Star Wars game I want to play. It's a Star Wars and game. And we I want to still play too. we still know that it's. Being created. Yep. And that's the thing. Yep. That is what we know. They are working. And on I am. That. I am so excited about that one. I I can't wait to see what that is, how we're gonna play it, and how much money I'm gonna have to spend to buy it. Yeah. Because well, it's. Yeah.
1: You know, you have to get the ultimate edition for like a hundred. So. I saw a little eye twitch. I just hope hoping... it's pretty funny. <laughs> I hope that got on camera. Yep. I sp- I'm spending a hundred on Zelda, so
0: but well, at I'm least getting, at
1: least it comes with the game i'm getting the game i'm getting a i'm getting the soundtrack i'm getting a sheikah coin
0: uh i'm getting a, a case see for my, my kids Switch. my kids make me coins yeah no, that's true i'm uh, getting a case no, for my she, Nintendo okay, Switch. okay so so the other day uh that is cool yeah um the other day i don't remember i did i did something that aria was really happy about and she said you get a coin for that and i was like oh thanks and then she disappeared for like half an hour and then came back and she had made me a little like paper coin and Aww, colored it and everything that's adorable and, and I, I got a coin that's adorable. And i was i was really excited about that. my 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 kids don't do that they tear up stuff well <laughs> your kids probably shouldn't be trusted with scissors either no they shouldn't uh
1: ridley um and we're talking about my dogs uh ridley grabs scissors and and uh razor blades and nail clippers Yikes. and whatever um, but I do find it funny that I, when I give her stuffed animals, she just loves on them. She nuzzles, she nuzzles them, she mouths them, and she won't <laughs> chew them. And June got a hold of, Ridley got a new toy, a Michael Myers uh, stuffed toy. Yeah, yeah, And it's adorable. It's Michael Myers with a knife. I had to take the knife off because it's plastic. Um, but Ridley carried it around for almost a week, and she was playing with it, and she went to sleep with it, and it was adorable. And then June got it, and June tore off the eye in, like, less than a minute. Tore out one of the eyes. I'm like, <laughs> what? and and I know she's being a dog. She's well, being okay. a dog. Has she
0: seen the track. movies?
1: She has. So, okay,
0: so she's scared of Michael. She's scared of that's Michael. That's justifiable. Yeah, she hasn't done it to the face hugger though. <laughs> but
1: um, Well, that's a symbiotic relationship. It could be a symbiotic relationship. They they love the Leatherface um, stuffed yeah. toy that they have though. Um, but neither one of them likes the tie that he has on. They both want too formal, I guess. <laughs> but. Anyways, uh, on back onto video games. uh, Yes. Final Fantasy. uh, So Final Fantasy Twelve is getting a
0: uh, a, a thing DLC thing. No, 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 no. no. This is this is Twelve, the PlayStation Two one. Yeah. This this is the remaster. Other than remaster. Okay. See, I don't care. I'll be honest. No, Final Fantasy Twelve is a lot better than people give it credit for. It's you you get to manage the party, Mm -hmm. and you get to set up. Okay. If if I do this, then you do this and so it's Am I can get this confused with eleven. 11? 11's the MMO. M- M- the MMO. Twelve is the one where you had the it's 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 Star Wars. I mean you've even got like the Han Solo rogue oh, I with didn't the play this with one. the bunny I didn't play the the bunny one. lady. I got really I got really burned out and disinterested in Final Fantasy for a while.
1: Okay. Um, and this was around um, that time. Okay. Right.
0: So it's it's that, uh it's it's desert and jungles and stuff. But it is, it is still. PlayStation 2? Final Fantasy. Okay. And so you have like proper Chocobos and stuff. And this is before they went, we're going to reinvent everything about Final Fantasy and make Chocobos people that wear feathers like they did in 13. And yeah. they can also create portals, and that's why you see them everywhere. And blah. So, so.
1: the remaster's coming out July 11th.
0: Though. Yes. So Final Fantasy 12.
1: So that's cool because which is the is, one
0: with the sexy bunny chip.
1: which is awesome. Uh, I like I said, this is when I got really disinterested in. Um, I thought ten was okay. Um, I but what yeah. happened was I loved I loved seven. I thought eight was pretty good. Nine was nine was so careful. And nine was so different that at the time that I got it, I I just got really turned off. That. Okay, that's what happened. All right, and then Ten came out, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm not digging this. And I was busy playing some Zelda and other things, and then Final Fantasy Eleven came out, and I'm like, and I'm done
0: because I was playing Warcraft. Yeah, and thir- and then, and 12, then 12, twelve, thirteen, 12. and and all those just kind of get lumped together. Is this is when I wasn't playing Final El- Fantasy Eleven
1: and twelve got lumped together, and then thirteen was a thing that I didn't like. I played it, but it's not final fantasy
0: no it's 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 really
1: so different and i know people like final Final fantasy 13 there are people who like it um i'm sure i'm sure that i mean i keep hearing people tell me well if you get in about 35 hours into the game (laughs) it gets really good Uh, And then you got to play the first one because the second one's really good, but you won't really know what's going on. You got to play the first one. Some bitch. Like I played Mass Effect Two was my first Mass Effect game. Yeah. And it was good enough that I got everything I needed out of it in the in the second game, and I liked it enough that I went back and played the first one.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and that's how it should be. Final
0: Final Fantasies are supposed to be isolated, unique experiences, and so when you stack three sixty-hour RPGs on top of each other. And you've got the corridor thing from Final Fantasy XIII, which they brought back for the uh, Chapter Thirteen of Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. Why? Speaking of uh,
1: Thirteen, though, I made a prediction a while back that I have not—it's not happened yet. Okay. My prediction that I made a while back was that Final Fantasy XV will outsell the Final Fantasy XIII trilogy. Mm. The Final Fantasy XIII trilogy sold 12 million copies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're at like I think it's eight and a half right now of 15. So we're doing pretty well.
0: (laughs) We can still do this. All right. We can still do this. Just giving you an update. So speaking of Final Fantasy XV, they've they've announced when when the first little bits of DLC that I will not be buying are going to be coming out. So uh, Gladio is coming out at the end of March, um, and Prompto is coming out in June. Yep. And then presumably Ignis will show up at some point and explain why he's spoilers. Yeah, so
1: I bought the season pass for this game. And I have way too many games to play, and I want to play this game. My plan for this game was for Whitney to play it, and for it to be her game. But she didn't get; she got kind of disinterested. So either that's going to have, have to happen, or I'm going to have to play this on the side. Um, okay. Maybe it's maybe it's a summer game
0: for well, me. I don't know. Uh, maybe when I get disinterested with the Switch. Okay. Well, next week, uh, next week, I will tell you why you shouldn't bother. All right, then. Because I'm I'm just about done. Okay. And I'm I'm I've I've started working out um, because there's there's a difference between there's a difference between a game that I don't like or a game that isn't for me, mm-hmm. and uh, a a game that has done badly. Yeah. When they when they mess up, when they they do something that is objectively bad. Yeah. And so I'm I'm focusing on those and we can give your kind of your review of that. Yeah, basically. Yeah.
1: We'll do that next week. Um, but this week, uh, you and I played some some Fire Emblem Heroes. Yes, this, Fire is, Emblem this Heroes. is kind of the,
0: the mobile section where we're, we're going to talk about
1: mobile stuff. Which, I don't normally play games on my phone. There, yeah. Every now and then I'll try out something and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, I get it and
0: I don't like it. Or I get it and I don't know why I'm still playing this. Yeah, well, and then there's other games like Hearthstone, which works on mobile, but it's not necessarily the best place
1: to play it. I still, I play Hearthstone on mobile more than I play it on PC because
0: it's convenient. Um, but
1: but it's not the best place, no. no right,
0: and it. and so that that was kind of my thing, is like, uh, to actually like read the cards and stuff, it's it, 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 it would be a lot easier if I could just get a general sense of it on PC and then come back and play it on mobile and then I already knew what was going yeah. on. So... Anyway, but, uh, so this is Fire Emblem Heroes, yes. which launched this week on iOS and Android simultaneously. Thankfully, and, uh, and I'm
1: playing it, and I like it. I really like it. I like the strategy, and um, Fire Emblem is a, is a series that some of my friends have been into that uh, I actually bought Fire Emblem for Whitney to play on 3DS. And, which one did you get? Uh, I don't remember. Awakening? Maybe. Rebirth? I'm gonna look it up. Uh,
0: I Alcatraz, got it. is that a thing? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the my my one complaint, and I, in retrospect, I should have realized that this was what was going to happen. Awakening, nailed it yep. first time. You did. Um, then I started making up ones because yep. I don't think either of the other two exist, and um, you didn't catch the second one, I so didn't. I went with Alcatraz. I didn't, and that was because kind of, I was nope.
1: I don't know enough about the series but uh, I got that for her and I was like oh, I'll play it eventually and I didn't, I didn't play it but I like the um, I like the, the the battle system in it um, and it's it's very and I know there are a lot of games that, that do this but the ban- banner saga style of this is your turn this is my turn yeah here are these plots that you can move to and you have specials if, if certain people are around you or if you're in specific areas yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, I I ended up playing more than more than I thought I would because I was playing it while I was working on Resident Evil Seven, and uh, and waiting for to that, get that to work. trying to get that to work, so I started playing it. And I started playing it, and Resident Evil Seven was ready, and I was playing Fire Emblem. That's a great sign. I mean, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you're probably you're probably further than I am. I played it for about thirty minutes or so. But
0: I've I've put several hours into it, which is more than I put into anything yeah. since Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Speaking of Fallout Shelter, that's coming to Xbox One. It is this I'm week.
1: Very happy and very surprised, and, and
0: that's really cool that that's coming out to Xbox One. Um. On on Fire Emblem though, one of the things that that had always really appealed to me mm-hmm. was the permadeath aspect. Yeah. Which did not make it into the mobile game. Wow. Because
1: the, so the permadeath in the regular series, that is your character dies and then they're like descendants. If, 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 they, if they die in battle, yeah.
0: then you lose that character.
1: Yeah. And then like they're descendants or something they pop up. Or, could. Could.
0: Or could could yeah. pop up. Yeah. But uh, there, there's like marriages and relationships between characters. I understand that mobile is is lowest common denominator. You're aiming for the biggest audience. Sure. And I completely understand that there would be a lot of people yeah. who if they picked up a mobile game and it killed their favorite character, you know, <laughs> three, four, ten hours in, they'd probably be upset. But
1: I was kind of looking forward to well, it. Well, we're used to games like that. I mean, uh, The Swindle. I mean, your your yep. character that you're playing. I tried to explain that to my to my nephew this weekend. We we're I was showing him the swindle, and I was like, "So who do you play?" He was like, "Who do you who do you play?" I'm like, "Well, you're a thief, and you do this stuff. Uh, but if you die, you come. You're you're a different thief." And he's like, "Like he's confused and just like looking at the screen, like I don't understand this." Like, explain <laughs> what I- it again. I'm like, "Well, you're you're playing this thing, but really your goal." Is you're sending these thieves to do the thing that you're going to control the thief and he was just so, so you're, confused. by so you're
0: that. the Thieves guilt. Yeah, basically. One of my favorite things about that game is, and there's there's a lot of reasons to love that game. Yeah. Um, and those will be coming out later this week because I'm going to do a full out review of The Swindle because I've, I've finished it now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, one of my favorite things about that game is whenever you die and explode in money. Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. All your money just explodes. Yeah. And it's hilarious. I love it. I love it so yeah and then uh, the Super Mario Run has been updated yes not updated to where it would you know come to my phone but updated yeah and if you're playing Fire Emblem Heroes then you get 2,222 coin bonus which is nothing if you yeah but it's still a bonus I can't have yeah it's a bonus you can't have so it's that's true that's true anyway so like I said we're talking about
1: Fallout Shelter and a similar thing happened with Fallout Shelter so yeah. you
0: had that exclusivity. So yeah. it sucks, but so and they, they there's a new event something with a toad. I I don't yeah. know. I didn't I didn't look too deeply into so this So you one. have you have golden toads. So you can go back and play the regular
1: um, the regular tour, which is the campaign, mm-hmm. and you can play the maps uh, of the tour and collect golden toads uh, in those maps. They'll be in random spots. Okay. Um, if you if you replay the the if you hit replay, it'll still be in the same spot, thankfully. Okay. But um, yeah, you get you collect the toads, and I don't know what happens because I'm only I've hit 15 out of 20 or something. So I'll let you know. I'll tweet out what happens when it happens because I don't know what's <laughs> <is> going on. <laughs> All right. It's still fun. It's still got me playing though. But um, but we also uh, got a little weird news uh, in, in to end the show. Yes. Which is that you may be able to play Rocket League in real life, kind of. In your
0: mind. So um what was has teamed with a with that's a toy it's... making company and they they are actually bringing out some of the rocket League cars as like little micro machines yeah type and you things. like you roll
1: them back and let them release and then they hit the hit the ball and it's it's really cool yeah. it's it's the next best thing to using RC cars which I've seen people do with art like decent mm, RC yeah, cars yeah, yeah, yeah. and a soccer ball yeah and that's perfect it really is perfect yeah uh but i think that's it's it's cute matt's had also got to play it in full-size cars he did get to play it in (laughs) full-size cars and i would play that video for you here but i don't want to get in trouble with him he's a cool guy uh but uh i think it's really cool because rocket league is a really amazing amazing game uh and it works for any and all ages so to bring this to the uh to, to the kids to have toys of it is really cool and i would say that i'm hopeful there will be some cross-pollination here where if these start showing up on toy aisles little the kids that have not played rocket league go what is this
0: yeah and then and realize everybody sh- everybody should and can play rocket
1: league yes because rocket league is so much fun it's fun and it's a game like star wars battlefront that uh even when you're losing you're still going to have fun playing this game. And I, I really like it. Even if you're not the, the best player, yeah. it's still fun. There's still ridiculous things you get to see. And, and yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: So, yeah, yeah. that's that's the, the main bit of the show we have for this week. Um, next week, for our topic of the episode show, which we try to give you a week in advance now, uh, next week, since it's going to be February 14th, the day that it comes out, we're going to talk about our favorite video game romances. Yes. So what what were your favorite stories, characters, who would you romance in a video game? I know who I would romance. We'll talk about it next week. Indeed.
1: Welcome to the topic of the episode show, or as we call it, Totes. I'm Patrick. Yeah. I'm Kevin. And we're here giving you the topic of the week, uh, as we do every single week. Uh, we uh, give you a topic uh, to discuss uh, amongst yourselves and us, so we can all discuss the things that you like, that we like, that we've told you to talk about. Uh, in this case, we're talking about favorite gaming sidekicks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, there's, there's, I don't know if a lot is the right thing to say about it, but there are, there are some interesting sidekicks to, to choose from.
0: Yeah, uh, in definitely. this
1: case. Well, who's, who's your favorite?
0: The, the first one that came to my mind was Tails. Yeah. From, from Sonic. Because uh, he had he, he had ability. He couldn't run quite as fast as Sonic. But he could do the flying thing and you could do some fun tricks in, in Sonic 2 in particular and yeah. get up to special places and break the crap out of that game and <laughs> glitch it. And That was the first time that I ever like found a game-breaking glitch. Mm-hmm. Because you can get to certain parts and then you can like fall through the world but not die and then start to run below the world and really yeah and uh... and yeah and then the and then you you reach the end and the the game doesn't know what to do with it and Glitch starts out in this corner, and then it just kind of takes over the screen, yeah. and that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was it was a pretty nifty thing. So that was that was the first one that I thought of. Well, one of the first ones that I thought of
1: was um, was uh, and Banjo Banjo Kazooie, mm. um, because the games are just. I, I I wasn't even sure if I could pick that because it's part of your character. But it's not yeah. similar to Tales. I yeah. mean, they, they go with you. But I feel like Banjo is really who you're playing. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. You can just disagree with me. <laughs> but um, yeah. But I felt like that was one of the the first ones that that popped into my mind because uh, just the the whole hilarity of the games and everything, and and being a sidekick that actually helps you um, as opposed to just yeah. a, a continuous escort mission, which Tails isn't, thankfully. Tails no. is not
0: an escort mission. He falls Because you behind. don't have to keep him alive. You he don't. dies all the time. He dies
1: all the time, uh, and, and, and you can speed way past him, and then five to ten seconds later, you'll see him flying back with his little thing. Hey, Sonic! Hey, I'm wait back. up! I'm back! So, uh, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a... You know, Tui and, uh, and Kazooie are, are great examples of that, where they're kind of your character, but not really. Yeah. But it's not an escort mission, they help you, so I thought that was really cool. It's a really cool game mechanic as well,
0: uh, to, to add to the game. It's a different yeah. layer of, of uh, complexity. To yeah. it. And speaking of helpful characters, uh, Chris White says he votes for Clank. He's entertaining, useful, and has fun solo levels. Because like, most of the time, you're you are Ratchet carrying around Clank. Mm-hmm. But then there are sections where you you are just clank and you're running or sneaking or you know doing various things and he has uh, separate abilities and, and all this kind of stuff and so he's he's really he's useful and helpful yeah. and clever and like the the dialogue and the banter the back and forth between those two characters is, is a lot of fun. it's really
1: good stuff. Uh, speaking of banter, one of my favorite games um, I mentioned this a lot of times on the show but uh, Grim fandango mm-hmm. is one of my favorite games. And there's a lot of great characters in it. Okay. Um, I would consider this a sidekick. Um, uh, the character of Gladys. Uh, I don't know if you you ran into him. So he is the he's the guy that's in the garage working on the cars. Oh, the the giant orange the dude? giant orange dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that you need a driver, and he's like, I'm too big to do that. And you're like, you're not too big. So then you got this giant guy in a little tiny car, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Um, just the, the the back and forth b- between those, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's a beautiful game, uh, and your character's snarky and everything, and and Gladys is so like um, like happy that that he's being able to do something other than just work
0: on a car, which he's good yeah. at working on cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: it's like I get to be on an adventure. This is great. It's the happiness
0: behind the character is just amazing. I yeah. I love it. I'm not really sure if he qualifies as a sidekick. There's but, a lot uh, of that. Yeah. But De- Deadpool in the Lego games. Yeah. Because he 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 introduces things and he sets up scenes and he like he'll give you kind of hints but yeah. mostly he's crap talking you, <laughs> um, which is not dissimilar to uh, to Cranky in the Donkey Kong Country series, because he'll he'll give you tips, mm-hmm. like the whole the whole family is kind of a collective sidekick yeah. there because they they save your game or they give you hints or they fly you from place to place and so like you you have a a collection of supporting cast mm. and uh i like those but uh as far as humor like straight up humor goes yeah. i'll take claptrap claptrap, claptrap Trap is, is so great because he he wants so badly to be part of this and uh the 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 heart of that
1: character is just beautiful, and I'm yeah. so glad that I'm so glad that he's he's become a thing. I'm glad that he's continued to, to be in the Borderlands series, um, even when you know, I'm, I'm assuming that they that they fully expected him to uh, to be the you know great comic
0: relief of it. But I yeah. don't know if they expected how how much we'd love it. Well, there there's a lot of comic relief mm-hmm. in those games. Um, he also kind of reminds me of well, let's let's go ahead and yeah. Dang it! I can't come up with him. Who's the depressed robot? Hitchhiker's Guide. Hmm? Oh, I'll look it up. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The the because uh, like right right when you meet Claptrap, there's a part where he's where he's talking about. Even though I'm programmed to sound always cheerful, I'm actually horribly depressed. He's think and of Marvin. And yes, Marvin, yeah, he reminded yeah. me very much of of Marvin. Yeah. And but but he does he does have that optimism in this world that is. Totally shot to hell. Yep. And because and he's programmed that way. Because he's programmed that <laughs> way. And so, so yeah. So it's, it's, it's. It, there, there are elements of Marvin in there. Yeah. But he's, he's so darn entertaining, and I feel like he's having fun in the world with you. Yeah. And he, he, he just wants a high five. Go on, give him a <laughs> high five. Don't leave him <laughs> hanging. I know it's funny. Yeah. Okay, it's funny. It's really funny. It's really
1: funny. Um, you took mine with claptrap, uh, yes. but <laughs> but uh, I think that there are certain there are certain characters that, uh, like you said, they may or may not be considered um, uh, to be uh, companions, if you will. But the companion cube. Hmm. Ah. Uh, um, no, I just thought it was just her. with sidekicks. I thought I thought of Gladys. We were talking about the snarky robots thing, but Gladys is basically your villain, yeah. so
0: I couldn't really pick her. Yeah, but she's kind of there with you through the game too. She kind of is. Um, earlier, earlier, you referenced uh, escort missions. Yeah, and when when we first heard about the gameplay mechanics mm-hmm. of The Last of Us. It seemed like it was going to be an in, it was it was going to be an entire game of yes. escort mission, yeah. And it's not. It's not. Ellie Ellie is helpful and invisible. Yes, which is makes it kind of goofy sometimes because she'll be oh I'm sneaking from here to here and nobody can see me. But thank God they did that. Yeah, because, because she goes yes. right through enemies. Like, yeah, right through slash pass. But but how much worse would it have been? that game would not have been the epic that it was if you had to keep her hidden or if she was messing you up. Yeah. It, so and like and like sometimes sometimes you'll be you'll be fighting one enemy and you're like, "Oh no, somebody else is coming from behind." And then she'll like nail him in the head with a brick. Like she's she's helpful, yeah. she's snarky, mm-hmm. she's funny, she's she is kind of your she is she is truly your companion on yep. this journey. And even even though you are playing as Joel, mm-hmm. she is an equal helper with you. Yeah. They, they they are companions. He's making decisions, things like that, but she is she is all in there with you. And I, I'm really glad that they that they handled that the way that they did.
1: Yeah, I am too. Uh, another sidekick that kind of a sidekick uh, that I really um, thought was great was Lucy in Assassin's Creed. Uh, Lucy, uh, you have to play the Assassin's Creed game, so Lucy. Lucy used to work for Abstergo the first game works for Abstergo who's the company that has captured uh, Desmond miles and has put him in the animus so he can go back in time um, so then it, you turn you find out that she's actually part of part of the assassins like they're going against the uh, Abstergo and the the Templars um, and she's voiced by Kristen Bell And that's the main reason why she's on this list. That's the main reason why she's on this list, because it's Kristen Bell, she's awesome. Uh, But uh, the character, uh, as a a sidekick, um, she's used more as a narrator and analog for Desmond to tell him what's going on and teach him about this world, and it's done in a really organic way. And
0: that also allows them to teach the player about the world without
1: heavy-handed narrative. Exactly. She does it in a really good way, and uh, you picked a great actress for that. Um, she, got, she started doing that before she got Famous Famous, mm-hmm. so, but then continued to, to do it um, through some of the games. Uh, and really happy about that. Um, but some of the other, um, uh, you were about to hook up one, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but uh, the, the companions in Fallout 4... Um mm-hmm. were were fantastic. I think as sidekicks, I think that's a great uh great thing to bring up some of the favorites of fall. who's your favorite of Fallout for?
0: Uh Nick.
1: Nick, yeah, that's who that's who Nick I was. Nick is say. Nick is the best. So Nick Nick is the best in regards to, to story and, and he's just I love Nick um, for a lot of reasons, but he's, I love his noir kind of like
0: character and he's yeah, a robot. It's that was amazing. fun. Um, it's it's also really helpful because like we were we were talking a second ago about how not only is is uh, the the assassin there to, to kind of give exposition mm-hmm. and make it seem natural. Um, the one of the main issues with Fallout Four is the distrust yeah. of of robots and and you know can can we really trust them and stuff like that and and Nick deals with that in a very real way as you go through the go through the the system Mm -hmm. and like his his final mission I'm gonna go ahead and spoil this Um, the final mission is uh, you take out somebody that Nick yeah his Nick's memories are from a real person and that was implanted as part of his personality, and that's why he's driven the way that he is to do things. And he's processing um, something that Data also dealt with in Star Trek: Next Generation, where he's figuring out, okay, who am I? Yeah. Yeah. What what is my programming versus my personality versus you know the character that became me? Sure. And and he's 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 going on a on a mission of self discovery while going with you through all yeah. of this stuff yeah exactly and and the the nuances of that character were to be honest a more interesting narrative than the main character i'm gonna go find my kid that yeah. might or might not be my kid i think that the fallout world is more interesting when it
1: comes to the people around your character than your character itself you yeah. are they give you a reason as to why you're there Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more about the side stuff than it is anything else. Yeah. Um, Nick is probably my favorite companion, but uh, but I hung out with but Piper. Piper is the hottest. I hung out with Piper a lot because she's hot, and I loved the way that... Um, I mean, she's hot, she's she's funny, uh, but I loved... I played a female character and romanced her. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the way that they set that up, and I know Bioware's done this in different ways as well, but uh, the way that they've set that up where... You're you're starting to kind of flirt with her, and and she's not used to that, and she's like, you know, I don't. She doesn't outright say like I don't know how to how to how to do this. She's like, this is new to me. Is basically how she kind of phrases it, and you know, she says things like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know you felt that way too, and like. It's, it's a new thing for her, and it's a new thing for in, in my playthrough. It was a new thing for my character, too, because my character was married to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were upset about that because they thought, well, I want to be able to choose who my character was. Well, you can choose who your character is,
0: is. now, and maybe that, that was a previous relationship. You don't know why they were married. Well, I mean, I had mine figured out. Mm-hmm. She got married to get into the country because she was uh, from Britain, and this was... Go. She wasn't able to to come in without being able to okay. do that and she needed to do her research yeah. uh, biotics. Uh, she needed to be able to do her research in the USA and she was about to be kicked out of the country. It was a marriage of convenience. Okay, okay. See mine mine was that uh that Because she yes, I do this with RPGs. <laughs> I fit we, we did we did you I, were mentioned we did a murder mystery last night we and did. I, I, I figured out so much more about the character, but I didn't want to add it because we were also trying to figure out the mystery. Yeah. So, like my my playthrough of Fallout,
1: because uh, it was how I how I determined it. Um, was that my characters uh, because of my character's upbringing, because of my character's parents, and because of society around her mm-hmm. she felt like like she like the right thing to do was to marry a yeah. man and have kids and everything and and she loves her kid that she's looking for. She <laughs> loves her son that she's looking for Sean. Um, but she, yeah, but Sean like there's no no, no offense to that. But the old, that was the real reason why she was in the marriage, was she felt that like society-wise, society that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Now you're thrown into this dystopian future where there really aren't a lot of those those rules. And for the first time, she's able to express herself with yeah. Piper. And Piper's first time to express herself in that way too. Yeah. So that's how I viewed it, but
0: and there's, there's as also, a straight man
1: playing a lesbian. There,
0: there are also a lot of, of other exploration that you can do because you can, you can uh, be with, with Paladin Dance, Who's against robots and ghouls yes. and everything? You can be with uh, strong. Uh, you can. I'm sure you can. You, you. Yeah. Wow. You can. You can. You can grab a super ghoul and go out and explore the wastes.
1: Well, yeah. No, well, I thought. I. I thought you meant romancing him.
0: Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I was like, that'd be weird. Yeah, but you can. You can.
0: You can grab yeah. a strong a super mutant uh, uh, Preston Curie, who I hate. Also, yeah. Preston can. <laughs> He can eat it. Yeah, but uh uh Curie and like starts off as a robot and you can go find her a body and like put her into a synth. That's cool. And like like they're there the companion quests in Fallout Four yeah. are a lot of the reason that 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 game was interesting. Yeah. And so they they took, they took take sidekicks to a whole new level. They really do. And yeah. and we're really impressed with that. Yeah. But yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what you think about sidekicks, who your favorite sidekicks are, which ones we missed. Yeah. There we, are
1: some we missed, I'm we sure. Who did we miss that you're really angry about uh, us missing? Leave us a comment or uh, tweet to us at twiatch, and we'll grab it there at the Twitters and Facebooks and all that. Indeed. See you guys later.